Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, but perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps, most importantly, you'll be supporting us so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys. Welcome to Podcast, like it's 1999. I'm your host, Phil Liskov, and with me today is Jennifer Lauren DeBella, actress. Uh, she was on Grey's Anatomy. She was on 911. She was... We we shot scenes with her for Station 19. She <sighs> yeah. was very close to being on Station 19. <sighs> uh, it was, in fact, it was actually my episode. And um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, time is a flat circle or whatever we're saying now. Either way, didn't make it into that episode. Um, she also auditioned... <laughs> For uh, Xenon 3, the third. Three, yeah. Yes. 
Um, I've, yeah, th there is, I mean, not that anyone will ever see it outside of her family and, and I think myself, but, uh, I did see some footage and it is something to behold. Uh, she's also an acting consultant and coach. Um, pr I mean, listen, I can't say that she's the biggest Xenon girl of the 21st century fan, but she's certainly up there. Yeah. Uh, if Twitter is, is a metric of anything, she's not alone. Uh, there are lots of, uh, of people that seem to grow up on this film it was it will surprise no one to know that i didn't know this film existed um but uh i i was i was you know reached out to jen i said hey love to have you on the podcast xenon was was what she chose this is, <laughs> she's representing her xenon zoom zoom supernova whatever uh the the fan base of xenon is um Thank you for being here, Jen. Thank oh, you for thank you for having and, me. Thank and, you for having me. I'm so pumped. Major. I I, I don't <laughs> doubt your enthusiasm for this film uh, <laughs> at, at all. And and I'll say this, as I mentioned to you before we got on mic, you know, uh, I tweeted about this a little bit last night. Mm -hmm. You know, 1030 at night on the West Coast and more people uh engaged on this uh tweet than i would have expected yeah there are a lot of people that are very very passionate about xenon um yeah so okay let's rewind it's 1999 mm -hmm. you are how old i am under 10 okay <laughs> I am eight years old. I am okay, eight okay. years old. <laughs> the under 10 was, was vague, but you know. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did you, this just, okay. So just, just to give a little bit of context for the people that don't know what Xenon is. Mm -hmm. um, the title is Xenon colon girl of the 21st century. Yes. Um, it it uh, was originally sl slated to air on the Disney Channel in December of 98. However, it ultimately premiered on January 23rd, 1999. Mm -hmm. uh, it then got a Walt Disney Home Video release on VHS in September of 2000. Did you see this as it aired or was this a video cassette? Oh, purchase? I saw this as it aired. So <laughs> the Disney Channel original I movies. I your bona fides. <laughs> no, I, I, I know there are people listening right now because I saw the tweets. The Disney Channel original movies. That was it. So usually, if I remember correctly, there would be one, I think, one released a month. Mm -hmm. And so this was a big event on a Saturday at 8 p.m., let's say. Uh, no, but yeah, 100%. This yeah. was the talk of recess. <laughs> that is what we're talking about. So the talk of recess is, is that sort of the equivalent of water cooler at work? Sure, just recess? with kickballs. Yes, I'm pretty sure. sure that that's what sure. that is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this would be something that you would go over your friend's house and go, Emily, I had a friend named Emily. Uh -huh. <laughs> Emily, that that space movie's on on Saturday, and uh -huh. and it really would. I mean, kind of like a water cooler situation where uh, when you got back to school that next Monday, at least for mm -hmm. a week, this was the hype. But Xenon, the hype was a while. It lasted. Yeah. So so again, um, in '99, mm -hmm. there were eight Disney Channel films that were released. Now, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up. We will not be covering all <laughs> of these films. Um, we might cover a couple others because uh, there are some diehard Smart House fans out there. Mm -hmm. So people really want to hear about Smart House. I've never seen it. Johnny um, Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami was, was another one. Girls. 
Maybe a different uh, year? Cheetah Girls, different year? Cheetah Girls was not 99. I, I, it's possible that was earlier. I'm just earlier. really trying to get a campaign yeah, for a series for your 1999 <laughs> No, no, I, I, I appreciate that I, very much so. <laughs> uh, Xenon was the first of 99. She comes out in January. Mm-hmm. Then it's Can of Worms. Uh, I don't remember that one. Year, 13th year, but the boy who realizes he's a mermaid yes. as he turns 13. Okay. Yes, okay, okay. Yes. Then there was Smart House, which, as Love. you imagine, is about a smart house. It's yes. about a sort of tech-savvy house. With the Lawrence uh, Brothers, maybe? Maybe? I think, I it's, think uh, one of I them. I think it's, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, my God. From, uh, yeah, it's Katie Seagal. And directed by LeVar wow. Burton. Wait, so there was, there what had to be, there was, there was something, there was a Lawrence Brothers movie. I thought it was Smart House. Oh, I'm sure there is. Horse Sense, I think, might be the one you're thinking of. Oh, Horse Sense, yes, it is. Yes. I think there was multiple brothers yeah, in that one. There, yes. There are, Joey and Andrew Lawrence are in Horse Sense. Wow. Uh, that is about a bunch of, I guess, boys that, I don't know, are raising horses or horses. some shit. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. The plot synopsis is, I'm not even kidding far too long for me to read um but that that came out in november there's a movie called genius uh where uh where uh genius charlie boyd enrolls in college at the age of 13 and takes on a bad boy image in order to impress and gain friends just hysterical now i'd have to look up the image yeah we've all been there just just taking Uh, on the badass image And then, as you mentioned, uh, Johnny Tsunami, everyone's favorite Johnny yes. Tsunami, mm-hmm. um, who, so my roommate is around your age. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, we were watching Xenon. It obviously brought back some memories for her. She yes. also remembered that the actor who played Johnny Tsunami was a waiter at um, the Fat Dog on Fairfax. In North Hollywood? Uh, not North Hollywood. Not that on, one. Uh, on Fair, Fairfax and Santa Monica. Okay, so okay. Um, and that she was really excited when she saw him there. He less so, I imagine, since, Uh, you know, he's a waiter. He was the lead of a movie. Yeah, (laughs) but you know what? That that one phone call can come, honey. You you just don't know. You just don't know. Mm-mm. Um, so those are the those are the Disney Channel films of of nineteen ninety nine. We are obviously focused today on um everyone's favorite space station teenager. Yes. Um Xenon car. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. You see this movie mm-hmm. when you're eight. Oh, yeah. What was it that you loved so much about it? What, what do you think it was that, I mean, other than the fact that, and it's sad to say this, but like female protagonists, not always the case. It's mm-hmm. great to see, you know, a young female lead. Disney Channel probably did it more, you know, around this time you're seeing it more, but still, was there something in particular about Xenon that just really spoke to you i obviously as a kid who loved to play pretend saw the costumes and i was sent i was really excited about it i really also loved the hair the hair is a standout i remember the poster (laughs) and do what the tagline for the poster is though cetus lapidus (laughs) (laughs) she says it so, so calm and cool. I'm like, like it's no big deal. That's not what it is. Uh, it is, she's one galactic girl who saves the day in a stellar way. That oh, I love that. Yeah. Fun fact I named my first iPod Nano Stellar. Okay. And that was way after major. eight years old. It's major. <laughs> so, the lasting effect. Um, I, to answer your question, I remember loving the, the costumes. I knew, you know, okay. 
the the Lawrence brothers and their horses, whatever. We've seen it, right? We've seen horses. Yeah. We've, been, we've been there. We've been there. But space they, to really play pretend and just feel like you're, you know, on the spacecraft. And again, the costumes and the hair, man. The hair was very Baby Spice. Oh, my God. I mean. It the, is Baby Spice. The, all the hair <laughs> that every woman has in this movie is Spice Girl oriented in some oh, way yeah. or another. So, okay. The, the big question I, there's, I have a lot of questions. That was for a Disney focus group, that that question. <laughs> no, no. I mean, listen. Uh, okay. So there's a pretty big leap that they make <laughs> when she gets to Earth. Yeah. Which is everywhere else is super futuristic. But where we are <laughs> just happens to look like 1999. And they also knock Jersey at one point. Yeah, I, some yeah, girl comes over and she goes, "Are you from LA? Jersey?" Yeah. Because she doesn't like her outfit. I was like, "Oh, yeah." It's. I mean, so they basically I, listen. I understand it's 1999. It's Disney Channel. The budget is what the budget is, right? Yes. I mean, we've and and we will we will talk about the special effects, but <laughs> the budget is what the budget is. Sure. So I understand that they're like, "How do we cheat a way to make it so that this?" little corner of earth that we happen to be in yeah just doesn't look that futuristic except for there's once a shot of like a floating cruise ship at one point that yeah. just like floats by on on the on the the river or lake that wherever they are whatever. um i mean it's it's vancouver spoiler uh it's it's obviously vancouver um and it's it's just one of those things where like every now and then there'll be like a slightly futuristic thing like the menu happens to be see-through which <laughs> i think as we know Makes it very hard. To I mean, read. we'll probably and, get to the kid hackers and all their freaking technology. All their, all their we'll technology. get there. We'll get to it. We'll get. But to it. yeah, yeah. For the most it's part, ridiculous. obviously, the the contrast between oh, that's way out there, and I don't know if the divide was as stark, but I guess that was purposely why they were not in L.A. Question mark. <sighs> yeah, I mean, okay. I understand. And just to be clear here, I'm not just going to dunk on this movie for the next, you know, 90 Oh, no, I will not allow fair. it. I won't no, allow it. No, no, no. I wasn't, I was, first of all, <laughs> wasn't expecting you to. Second of all, um, I, I, I just, you know, for our listeners, I understand that we're watching, that, that this is a Disney film, right? Like, mm. there's there, not even standards necessarily. It's just like the audience is different. You're aiming this at teenagers or young kids. So you don't need to be... You know, you don't want to really drill into the plot and really no. get into the logistics of things because that's not necessarily fair. Mm -hmm. But there are some big macro ideas that I do take a little bit of umbrage with, and we will talk about those. Um, but so back to you. You're nine years old, eight years old. You watch this film and you're like the clothes. You're all about the pseudo futuristic clothes. Well, well, that is what attracted me to uh, watch it. When I watched it, it was a different story. It was all the things. I mean, I can't dunk this film because I was, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Let's be honest. Protozoa was cool. His hair was cool. Come on. Okay. For so, the time. <laughs> for, for our listeners, Protozoa <laughs> is, a, is a, uh, a pop star within the universe of Xenon. Yes. Uh, whose hair is straight out of NSYNC. I just don't know what was first. <laughs> I, I don't know. The age-old question. What came first, right. protozoa or Who spiked insect? it first? I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> but my... my <laughs> he's He is a sort of, I don't know, pop 
rap sort of star? I heard an interview. I heard an interview with, I believe his name is also Philip Rise. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, But they wanted this character to be like Sting, which to me is so funny. I don't know what the breakdown was, but they wanted him to be like Sting when he came in for producer sessions, apparently. And he goes, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) eight-year-olds love sting he goes i don't have that but i can do this that's apparently how that went down um but but yes protozoa was a huge part Uh and Uh people know that song i i would encourage you to to start this this podcast with the song and really get people pumped oh we will i am sure that um i'm sure our producer will is listening right now (laughs) Uh, and he's taking note of these Zoom Zoom. Is it the name Super of the song? Supernova Girl. Supernova Girl. Mm-hmm. Right. It has and to the, be from the movie, really, though. It's the end of the movie. Uh, it, it, there are no verses. Spoiler. Uh, it's just chorus. Mm-hmm. It's it's just chorus. He just says zoom zoom. A little. You're my supernova girl. Yeah, but there's stargazing megaplex. There's that thing. I don't know how else it goes, but that's what it starts with. And uh, and then he interrupts to talk to the crowd, and then he does a bad bad dance. But we love it, especially he does, he does all it. of these things. And and let me tell you guys, it's really entertaining. Yes, um, <laughs> it's it's so okay. Did you find yourself? I mean, outside of the fact that you wanted to be on the Xenon sequels, because sure. there were two sequels that that came off of this. Um, it should also be said too that in my research, I found out that this was supposed to be a television show, not a movie originally. Oh, that it was a pilot, and that the plan was going to be more of sort of like Xenon's adventures on Earth. Um, hmm. You know, a little more of a sort of because there's there's kind of this old school, almost like bewitched. I dream of genie kind of component to Xenon mm-hmm. a little bit, like fish out of water, and she knows things that that other people don't. I mean, this is where we really get into the conceptual issue I have with the fact that this <laughs> space station seems like it's another fucking planet. Like it seems oh, yeah. like it's like the space station is in the year four thousand, and Earth is just chilling in ninety nine, oh, and there's yeah. no like so. Why would there be slang on a space station, for instance? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because there was, I believe, another Disney Channel original movie. I will not remember. It also has something to do with, I think the girl was a mermaid. People will know I, what I'm, I'm talking that about. Right. That's but that anyway, right. or she was an alien that they found in the water. Um, but when Xenon first comes back to Earth, I was reminded of that because everyone was why is she wearing those clothes why is it this this is this and we see her slowly but surely get into normal clothes because aunt judy mm-hmm. buys it for her Aunt mm-hmm. judy is just a topic we'll have to get into um well we but, will go there too yeah but I, it was very much this is an alien to me and if these kids mm-hmm. are in this school just a school and this yeah. spacecraft does exist you would imagine that one they might be jazzed that this person is coming yeah. into their school. Yeah. That's so cool. You're in space. What yeah. it's like, well, whatever. No. But they seem no. to have no They're idea. Yeah. They have no idea. They have no idea. It's, it's all, it's okay. I, I, I understand that, that, that the, the plan, if they had their druthers, if it was me, okay, <laughs> for instance, why wouldn't you just make her from literally from the future? 
Like, why don't mm. you just have like the space station that she was on? You know, she falls in, I don't know, some sort of weird time, space, something or other. And when lands she goes outside Earth. in those colors, I forgot what and it was called, like, some solar or something. Yeah. She could travel. She could fall into a black hole. Oh, that would be a little dark for Disney. All, sort, all <laughs> sorts of shit like that. Where it's like, at least that way it's like, okay, it's futuristic slang. Mm. It's not like, this would, this would literally be like if... If the people on the space station mirror came back to Earth and it created their <laughs> own lingo and it pretended yeah. that and, and everyone's like, why are you talking like a weirdo? Right. I don't understand what you're doing. But, you know, Xenon really had a lot more sass than I remember, too, because <laughs> even when Greg goes, oh, yeah, macro or, or alpha or whatever, she was like, I didn't think I had to learn another language. Whoa. OK. OK, girl. Like, OK. Um but, uh, you know, they equally go back and forth. That Margie character, I never paid attention to that before. I was like, first of all, she's always in boas. Boas. <laughs> boas, just, she's always, always wearing like scarves. a feather thing. Um, yeah. That was really funny. But, yeah, the language thing. I mean, I even, when I was watching it, I actually forgot about, forgot about, you know, I know... Cetus Lapidus, everyone will remember that, but Lunarius and Major and Minor and uh, Gaseous, they say Gaseous a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that, I, I want to ask you, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? They say the word all the time and contextually within the sentence, I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I, it, it's such a good point that you make because I know that Nebula, Raven's character, mm-hmm. yes, yes, I think at one point she says it and I think it's an exciting, positive mm-hmm. connotation. And then I think Xenon says something like, it would just be so gaseous or something like that. So we didn't really have a definition. Yeah, they don't, they're, not, they're not clear about the, um, the context of some of these words. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like, you know, some old guy that was like, what would, what would futuristic teens say? And they just <laughs> picked a bunch of random words. And I, I will say, again, as the eight-year-old going back to recess afterwards... We tried to implement that into our language for probably, again, a week or so, and then realized, I guess this isn't really a thing that we do. But I, as the one who wanted to play pretend all the time, oh, I was doing the hair. I had a school uniform, so I couldn't, I couldn't find spandex to wear to school. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I tried all of the things. I was always the one to push it just a little too far. It's over. Um, but again, it, it was that world as an eight-year-old, everyone was pretending to be from a, sta- a space station. What's the word that um, Gretchen's trying to make happen? Fetch. Exactly Feels like, like that. you guys were really trying to make Major happen or something <laughs> yeah. along those lines. Major probably could have happened, but Lunarius probably was going to get cut pretty soon. Oh, that's so luminarious. Yeah, I mean, stellar is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, stellar is a thing that people say. And yeah. I understand that the, the, the space component. I understand, like, I... I so sweat minor. A... Sweat minor is also a phrase that I, I picked up this time. Sweat what minor, commander, or whatever the heck. Like, like chill out, or something like that. Oh I would God. imagine. Sweat minor. It's no big deal. <laughs> Let's just try it. now. Let's try no. now. Let's come out of isolation I, and just be this That way. actually would be, if you came out of isolation, came yes. out of uh, quarantine, quarantine, using 
Xenon's vocabulary. Yes, a padded white room. I think it'd yes. be amazing. I think you'd be surprised how many roles you got. Can you imagine? Gone are the cut days. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'll just be like, this script is Lunarius. Major. People will be like, well, she's completely out of her mind, but yeah. she's dedicated to the art. It's a choice. She really, it's a choice. It's she's a choice. really choosing. Um, I'm going to give a brief synopsis for our listeners who have not seen Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Uh, the year is 2049, and Xenon Carr is an inquisitive 13-year-old girl who lives with her family on an Earth-orbiting space station. After getting into trouble with the space station's commander, Edward Plank, Xenon's parents punish her by sending her to Earth to live with her Aunt Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xenon 21st, or sorry, Girl of the 21st Century, didn't get a theatrical release, uh, so it doesn't have a critical mass on Red, Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is, I have to be, to say, it's a surprising 62%. If if I can glean from the people I know, uh, <laughs> they really love this thing. Yes. So I'm, I'm surprised that it has as low a score as it does. But that's, that is its score. Um, there were two other sequels that they made, uh, neither of which I think were as successful as this one. Um, and I think I can safely say, I, I imagine you'll feel the same way. Uh, it feels like inevitably Disney Plus will reboot this. <laughs> this will be a Disney Plus TV oh, show in so. less than five years. For but, sure. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. and when I was watching this in preparation uh, for this, when I was watching the movie, I wanted to see if there had been any kind of reunion. Yeah. And they did do, I forgot who did it, but uh, Kirsten Storms, the man now who played Greg and Protozoa, Philip, um, they did do a reunion, I want to say in March or April of last year, because Disney Plus was going to release it, and it is on Disney Plus now. And yes. they're totally down. You could tell they're totally down. I'm totally down. Maybe my maybe I mean, my dream is not over. <laughs> oh, now, your dream is, is very much alive. You but could here's the very thing. much be Aunt Judy <laughs> in the remake. He said it, I didn't. He nailed it. Like, that is who she's going to be now. Uh, you know, I think I'm... I don't mean that in a shitty way. I mean that in like a way that you would be great Aunt Judy. I both thrive in that thought and and also just fear it. Because when I watched it this time around, look how red I'm getting. Um I really watched it this time around going, Well, you would nail that these days, you neurotic crazy (laughs) pants. Uh but also love. We love Judy. She's a black. For the record, I wasn't projecting Judy's uh, <laughs> characteristics onto you. Just oh, no, to be clear. don't you worry about that. I, I uh, I, I'm not suggesting that you exude the neuroses and <laughs> single components that Judy seems to radiate. Hey, Judy has a firehouse. She she has such yeah, she has a sweet house. It's what does house, she yeah. do? It's never said. We it's don't know. <laughs> she just lives in and, a freaking way, mansion. She, and she just goes to. It seems like she goes to live on the space station. She's got a really nice house. I would stay with on Earth. Well, in the house. you know, because I also listen to this podcast uh, with with your your Sex in the City um, series right now. It's so funny that all of them you just go. We're not talking about the movies. Like it's just very the. The sequel, Xenon the sequel, I believe it is, and then D3. I don't even know what that one's name is. I don't even think I've ever watched them. 
Really? Yes, and that's shocking to me too. Call yourself a fan. Yeah, but you know, I I'm looking up to see what the name of the other one is. Just I just feel like it's going to be just as good as the Before Sunrise trilogy, so I just have to oh, I wonder, dive who, on it. Who who, uh, <laughs> who suggested you watch the Before oh, movies? It might have been you. I don't know I how don't know. I didn't uh, know that, but yes, I feel like yeah. I will go and watch. <sighs> When I really you have don't time. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, okay, so Xenon the Sequel came out in 2001 uh, okay. and does star Kristen. I mean, Kristen is in that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't quite know what it's about, and I'm not really going to read the synopsis, but no. uh, Xenon Z3 comes out in 2004, also stars uh, Kristen and Raven and, and the same writers. So it's the same crew brought back for another. Well, see, you know, Raven, I was reading, mm-hmm. didn't do the second one. Because she was caught up in production schedule of Doctor Doolittle Two, which is amazing. So she was just recast, but then she came she back. Made the right choice. She made yes. the right choice. Let's see now. D three, uh, yeah. as we'll get into. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch because I was upset. We'll get into so you that. Get part. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and listen, that's totally fair. And I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that they should have given you the role. Just think of what could have happened. I mean, I know. Who knows? I'll say this. Um, I think that this film um, <laughs> makes some choices. And, and, and I think that those are, we've, we've sort of talked about some of them, but the idea that the parents, mm-hmm. as punishment, jettison their child into space <laughs> is crazy. And, and No, you mean out of space. Out of into, space. Into, well, I mean, into space towards Earth. Like she still has to, I mean... Right, right, right. Right. Uh, I mean, I understand that they're a little perturbed with Xenon because she does, she sort of... <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the what the, the logic is, but she, she puts on a spacesuit and goes out of the, uh, outside of the space station um, to look at Earth, like to look at some sort of a, a, a galaxy star Some situation. kind of light, some kind of... Solar flare. I think it was the window. No, because she's Xenon and she's brave and bold. That's why she's adventurous. So basically, what happens is her and her friend. She's like, I'm going to go out in the spacesuit. So she gets in the spacesuit and she's like, you know, yank. Don't make sure that I don't, you know, get lost out in the just the universe. (laughs) Like, I mean, anyway. So her dad catches her. And it's not even like he's angry. No. He's just kind of like, oh, Xenon, you you crazy girl. <laughs> yeah. What did you get up to? I just, I, the whole thing is fucking bad. I was trying to think about the equivalent because, okay, she's please, 13 please. years old. Yeah. She's 13 yeah. years old. She's only lived in this space station her whole life, except whole life. she got there when she was five. Mm-hmm. So the majority of her life, she only knows these four walls or whatever mm-hmm. walls. And... I was trying to think, one, yes. is that the only way you can rebel on this space station as a teenager? And two, what would be the equivalent at 13 for you and I of getting grounded to Earth? The mom doesn't even cry when she goes, okay, we'll try to get you back soon. I mean, talk about so I go to L.A. from New York and my parents were like, no, no. And so you really think about is that boarding school? What would that be? 
the the impression that I get is that they know that they've pissed off the commander so much mm-hmm. that it's threatening their livelihood on this space station, or at least their experiments that they're doing, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. <laughs> they're scientists. Still unclear. Yeah. Um, and and the fear is that he's going to be so upset with them that he might kick all of them off of the space station. So the thought process is, we'll just we'll boot our daughter to <laughs> yeah. Earth for a little bit. And hope that he chills out and then she can come back soon. Um, I mean, it's it's thin. It's a thin plot, but that's where and we live. And also, again, if this is all she knew, of course, they yeah. don't have to go into the crazy details as a Disney movie. But she just gets on the shuttle with a tiny backpack that I don't think is full at all. Um, yeah. And But more importantly, she gets on this space shuttle... When she was five, she was on this space shuttle. She hasn't known this at all. And I think she's just, she's perturbed. But there's no freaking out. What is this new experience? What is this and that? And- no, there's none of that. She, she, I mean, she trips on the, on the, the stairs out of the plane. And sneezes. And says, thanks, gravity. And sneezes. <laughs> yeah, I love that she's line. Like, Pissed at gravity. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, a sneeze. Oh, um, yeah, yeah totally. Like, Fuck this. Yeah. Anyway, totally. Um, so there's that. Uh, she she doesn't. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. She doesn't. She, there's there's really no pushback. She doesn't really have any sort of any problems with Earth so much. The kids are a little bratty, but like she gets over that pretty quickly. Um. I want to talk about the space station for a bit before we get to Earth. The space station set design mm-hmm. um, is like what it would be living inside a Fisher Price kitchen <laughs> or a Chuck E. Cheese. A <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Or the Gravitron. If, do you remember the Gravitron? At uh, these tiny Gravitron. little carnivals that would uh-huh. come around? Uh-huh. Sure. That, that felt like it was the size of. Like, now, when I watch it back, I go, this is a little dark. It's a little dark in here. There's no windows. Very tinny. It's tiny and tinny. And tinny, yes. Um, It it is, uh, I mean, I don't think that anyone should be worried about injuring themselves because everything has rounded edges and is plastic. Yeah. So it's like, you're you're good. There's no sharp edges. Um, The the living space that the parents and and Xenon live in is a closet. A tuna can. it's a tuna can. It's a tuna can. Um, <laughs> with just like plastic. I just could not get over the fact that everything, because I guess the thought process was it's 1999 or 1998 mm-hmm. or whenever they shot this. And they're like, what do kids think the future is going to look like? Like what's a kid friendly future, right? And a kid friendly mm-hmm. future apparently kind of looks like Demolition Man. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen that movie, but that's kind of what it is. Um, it, it's just very sort of... Um, very colorful, mm-hmm. very plastic. I do love the colors. It reminds me of galaxy lights. I, 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 and concerts. That's just a me thing. But when concerts, you think what about concerts, are you going to lunarious ones? Um, I, I do think that what? it just came to me. Space Mountain. When you're online for that ride, um, it does also have that tinniness, but. I've never been on Space Mountain. Oh, gosh. So I went to, just a little bit of context on me. I went to Disneyland for the first time in 2019 because I don't go on rides. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I just don't like being shaken violently. That's why I'm um, done with it. I went to what is it called? Six Flags, maybe three years ago, and I'm officially done. I thought right I really now. cheated death that day, and I am <laughs> done. I'm done. I'm done. We could talk I'm about so glad to have but... you. We're so glad <laughs> you survived. <laughs> yes, seriously. Um, but so yes, okay, Space Mountain it was similar to. This. Yes, I, I was thinking about that design, but again, as an eight year old, in the eyes of an eight year old, Xenon's mm-hmm. room that first opening sequence mm-hmm. i thought it was so cool that she could see earth out the window i thought that was the coolest thing i'm like i just love that and, and then they uh, had that cool yeah. shot outside with her face in the window xenon great it's... <laughs> okay see i I'm, i have to put myself into a like under 10 year old headspace for yeah this. and that that's tough because Spice Girls is playing right before the premiere of Xenon. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You probably have crazy hair already. There's no phones. There's no Instagrams. There's no. There's a lot of tablets. A lot There's... of iPad like tablets. Yes. Going on. Yes. In this world, I thought that was so cool that these Zap Pads, I think they're called. Um, Who knew? Why didn't Apple go with Zap Pad? I that's mean, that's so cool to think that. No, it's- this kind of predicted the future. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, it's. I mean, here's what I'll say. Um, they predicted that Chelsea Clinton would be president. Yeah, yeah. And listen, 2049. You never know. You really it's, don't. It's it's certainly possible. Even though, well, yeah, the election wouldn't be in 2049, just based on the math that we're doing right now. But it would be around that time, 2048, for instance. She might be. Uh, running for all we know but um it's it's a very sort of like that in and of itself is that's obviously as political as this like this this movie isn't interested in being political yeah but like it's 1999 uh clinton is is literally being impeached like it's (laughs) happening as this movie this is january 20 1999 yeah so he is if he hasn't been impeached it's happening any minute which is kind of amazing. So the fact that they kept that joke in, no, right? <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the space station life has a very Wally kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. People aren't fat and floating around, but it still has a similar kind of vibe to it. <laughs> okay. um, the, the commander definitely feels like the guy who runs the ship in Wally. I don't know if you agree. Have you seen Wally? Uh, like one time, one time when it first came out. Jen, it really. I just remember the um, put on your Sunday clothes. That I remember that. That's about it. I, I mean, the first hour of that movie is just pure tears. <laughs> like it's just he's the saddest, cutest, and robot also sweet, in the world. like this sweet thing. I remember yeah. the very su- the sweetness of it. Mm-hmm. But I was just and a fan of Hello Dolly at the time. <laughs> just, damn. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, anyway, so the space station has a very kind of that vibe. Um, the special effects. Let's just, I understand they didn't have a lot of money. Um, and even the sequence when she goes out in the spacesuit, like yeah. that looked pretty decent for the most mm-hmm. part. Things get dodgy when we're seeing the spaceship itself land on Earth and take mm-hmm. off from Earth. Yeah. That looks straight out of a video game. Like that <laughs> <Yeah>. looks like. <laughs> Like that, but I mean, anyway. I want to shout um, out real quick to the please, act- please, please. to the actor. I mean, minor role, 
thought she was badass. The woman who drives the space shuttle. She has no nonsense. No nonsense. It's yeah. leaving now. We're leaving now. To get, get your on ass and in the, the seat. Out. Get your ass in the seat and follow my rules. And then later when Wyndham's like, we have to turn around. She's like, nope, we're refueling. We love her. Like, hell yeah. You know, I mean, it's you have to stand her. She's great. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely, she means business. She's yes. not fucking around. No. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, let's just, I just want to take a second to talk about um, the fact that on Earth in 2049, just fully driving 1999 VW Beetles. Yeah. Like everyone. Everyone. <laughs> everyone just, has one. A car that is no less than 50 years <laughs> out of date. <laughs> Everyone's driving them. And the 13-year-olds are too. Yeah. Um, I, I get, I mean, first of all, I had a VW Beetle in 1998 or 99. <laughs> yeah. Um, or my mom did. It wasn't mine. Uh, and it was fun to drive around. They were fun to drive around. I get why. And they were sort of, they felt futuristic, you know, the way, the design, the whole thing they did. But they weren't actually futuristic. Like, to put it in 2049 is just absurd to me, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think Disney could have just, I mean, they they do use BMW and everything, so maybe they had a deal or something, but they could have absolutely invented something for For sure. Yes, but I, my feeling probably was VW paid a fair amount of money totally. for it to be their car, and it was Disney Channel. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, it's like you know, That's it's fine. it's the twenty forty nine model. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, whatever. Um, I thought that the guy who plays Lutz, the guy who plays like the the sidekick, yes, henchman, has a very Jim Rash energy. Jim Rash as Doctor Finkelstein from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. Those two together, that's what he's doing. Sally, it's like Xenon. Yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was he was wonderful. <laughs> and he was great. Scary. He knew what movie he was in. Yeah, yes. Yes, totally yeah. played to the kids. We love but that. Most people didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Like, I just, there's, there's just, there are performances in it. I mean, first of all, Xenon gets it. Kirsten Storm gets it. We, we love Kirsten her Storms. up and down. She's, she's, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she's great. She gets it. I think she's just more like, gets that she's number one on the call sheet. <laughs> Less yes. so than like any of the sort of, she's committed to the bit. And that's all that you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the parents, they, I looked it up. They were recast too afterwards. And but now, now that I'm older, now I think, okay, did they, well, you know, maybe they didn't want to do it again. So I don't ever see that as, yeah. oh, they were recast. Maybe they were, but maybe they were like, meh. I they did love the, I did love the dad so much, but he was not going to discipline her whatsoever. He was like, put mom in the stress helmet, put her in the, I think it was called, put her in the chill chamber. The chill it was chamber. The chill chamber, and there was a stress helmet. The stress helmet looked <laughs> that that was insane to me. The, Watching the space... it now, so for context for our listeners, <laughs> I really think the only way to describe it is is sort of a a helmet, a purple velour helmet, a purple velour helmet with a series of of metal orbs on it that gold go around orbs. her forehead, gold orbs, um, and that was apparently. Her, 
her relaxation helmet or something like that, her anxiety helmet. Uh, and then she went to the chill chamber as well. I don't – here's the other thing. Didn't think the mom was overreacting at all. At didn't think all. that she was being – I actually thought she was playing down. Like I actually think that that she should have been way more upset by what was going on. But Oh, yeah. And I, I would have been like, husband, get on board. The child husband. is crazy <laughs> pants. Yeah, you know, whatever. Whoever your person is. Um but yes, I, the whole time now watching it back, when they said chill chamber, I was like, damn, I want a chill chamber. I now, fucking want a chill chamber right now. It's so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, can you imagine if you could go into a chill chamber? Uh, it sounds glorious. It's, it's oh. so, so I'm going to slight sidebar here because sure. it feels similar. I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank lately because uh, it requires nothing of my brain. No mind. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and it's just people pitching. And as you know, pitching is what you what we do as writers yeah. and whatever. Um, so I want you to get a lot of Shark Tank. Yesterday, there's a Shark Tank episode uh, where this woman is pitching. Um, she's a nurse uh, for, for uh, infants and like the NICU, what have you. And mm-hmm. this pad that vibrates. Like when kids are crying, you put they, you lie them down on this vibrating pad and it like instantly just they just like instantly stop crying and go to sleep. Like it's, okay. it's a perfect thing. And I was just like, can I get one of those? <laughs> can I have an adult one of those? Can I have a thunder blanket? Right now. Whatever those, what is it? Is it a thunder blanket? There's a white, a, a weighted blanket. A, a weight blanket that also yeah. does that because yes. yeah. Anything? That sounds great. Just it's, anything. I mean, I, I have a weighted blanket and, okay. and, and listen, weighted blankets are great. I'm not, I'm not shitting on a weighted blanket. Um, but like, you know, a little bit of vibration wouldn't hurt. Like a little <laughs> bit of just like, give me something that can really mellow me out. Yes. That doesn't require a prescription. I mean, I have to sometimes meditate and you and I have spoken about anxiety before. Yeah. I have to yeah. sometimes just imagine, all right, I'm on a lavender pillow with in a field so far away i look up at the stars and i see xenon you know whatever the hell i have to do can i just say that the (laughs) tremble in your voice was so perfect (laughs) because like like, i'll close my eyes and i just heard you (laughs) i can't even okay continue but yes the things we must do to chill the fuck out Uh, if there's a chill chamber that i could walk in 30 seconds in a chill ch- chamber can you imagine it's like working in a restaurant you go into the walk-in freezer mm-hmm. and then you come out maybe you're chilled a chill chamber seems like something that should be pitched on shark tank and by um, 2049 and 49 would exist yeah. yes please yeah. let's get on that i mean how yeah i, I yeah we we have i think we need to put more effort into anti-anxiety situations mm. um especially since for whatever reason north america has decided that we want to work everyone to the bone <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so yeah. but um she goes to the chill chamber uh Zena and her dad have a moment where the dad's like that was fucking awesome how cool was it and she, yeah and she was like yeah dad anyway so that happens he obviously you know good cop back up that's sort of that dynamic um, but she fucks up enough that she's sent to Earth. Um, when she, so I'm just want to kind of scan through some of my notes here. So she gets to Earth. Aunt Judy picks her up at the airport, at the, the spaceport, the Plaza of Nations. I looked it up. Plaza. I was like, where do they go? And it actually is Plaza the Plaza of Nations. Of Nations. 
So she picks her up at the Plaza of Nations. But, but before that, um, after – sorry, my apologies. She's kicked to earth. She sees Aunt Judy. And they're cross-cutting between um, the Wyndham giving a speech yes. to the the inhabitants of the space station about how he's reinvesting in the space station. <clears throat> and – Meanwhile, Xenon is meeting Aunt Judy. Um, the 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 cafeteria space mm-hmm. on the space station, straight out of a Chuck E. Cheese. Like that, <laughs> that it was just, everything's like it just it's insane. The so trays, the everything, the trays, the seats, everything. Yes. Um. So she gets there. Aunt Judy and her sit down at some sort of uh patio side restaurant. Yes. Um. And immediately Xenon asks the obvious question, what the fuck is this? This is not what I thought Earth looked like. And she's like, the big cities are crazy futuristic, but this city looks just like 1999. I mean, is essentially what she says. Yes. Like for production purposes, we need to do this. So it's obviously a bit of a cheat. Uh, we have the menu that's see-through, which is just hard to read. Like that's not futuristic. That's just bad graphic <laughs> design. Bad marketing. It's bad marketing. Um, so... On Earth, Xenon experiences trouble fitting in with the other kids who consider her name and her space station slang to be weird. True. I mean, you Air. still you still arrive to school looking like an alien. Judy, you could have stepped in and yes. and tried to get clothes the first hour of arrival. You could have stepped in. Um, but at that outdoor dining venue, that was that kid margie was just but now this was interesting on her to me. ass like she, that super me as a little actress that was uh she, she killed it but that is something that yeah. i noticed uh in this movie compared to nowadays that that notion of bullying was in a lot of oh, yeah. these movies and i think now there used to be a type are you mean girl do you play mean girl um and now I don't really think it's that anymore because one, it's really not tolerated. Someone would finally step in and go, Hey, got the shit, hopefully. Um, but Xenon at least held her own, <laughs> but they were mean. Yeah, they were mean. And, and I mean, so we're now at the, the pool class scene. Yes. Yes. Which is <gasps> fucked up. So basically, yes. uh, although <laughs> okay. it is fucked up. What essentially happens is uh, Xenon is bragging about how good a swimmer she is. And then Maggie, I believe is her name or whatever. The, Margie. the, the mean one. Margie, sorry. Margie or Maggie. Uh, pushes pushes her into the pool. Yeah, pushes her into the pool. Pushes her into the pool. Um, now, two things occur to me. The first is that the, the underwater sequence that we get is um, a little bit over the top. Uh, <laughs> it goes on for a good a like while. minute and a half. A good while. What are we doing here? Like, I get it. It's Jeopardy. She's in Jeopardy. But like, anyway. But um, also, but she, there was yeah. a weightlessness to it. Watching it back, I didn't know if Xenon felt in trouble. I know this is so nitpicky, but I really no, I, didn't I, I feel didn't the panic. Trouble. I just thought she was kind of floating like she was in space that one time. And then Greg comes in to get her. But then when she gets out, she's like, I meant swimming in space. <laughs> Yeah, and it was so, very, very upset about it. If if I saw Margie after a homegirl just pushed me in the, the pool, yeah. come here. Come here, Margie. Uh, 
But meanwhile, she just gets out and she's like, harumph, and she walks away. Um, and, you know, Greg saves the freaking day, not the teacher. Let's just talk about how the teacher did not jump in to get Xenon. But Greg comes in, but obviously we know that that's a plot point because now Greg cares and everything. Greg and Margie's just like, whatever. <laughs> she's in the background at the end of the scene, like, whatever. <laughs> That's all it was. At some point, we have to talk, and we'll talk about it when we get there at the end. But the look on Greg's face, the last moment with Greg. <laughs> on the pad? On the pad? Yeah. Yes. It's really sad, but we'll get there. So funny. So, okay, great. So, he, so she pushes it. But I guess I want to rewind for a second and just say, what is Xenon thinking? Is she thinking that it's the same? <laughs> like there's just there's a real like there's a real logic bump here for me anyway. Like to your point, when she's in the water, she doesn't seem all that threatened. It seems like she's just kind of swimming like she would swim in space, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> so there's that. So am I supposed to believe that Xenon's like, well, I guess it'll be the same? That's or how it was are presented. We, right, but then okay, so so there's no jeopardy here whatsoever. In your mind, this is just okay. So it's when just like, I watched it back, to me. She yeah. even gets her freaking goggles, like, ready to go. She, the teacher goes, do you know how to swim? She goes, ah, yeah, I did this, that, and the other in space. Where she just says, oh, and what? And then she gets them ready. And she's on, ready to dive in. That's why Margie's yeah. able to push. So, yes, from my understanding, she thinks that she could swim. And maybe okay. she just doesn't want to admit when she realizes she's drowning. She gets a little embarrassed. And she goes, well, in space, like, not here. And then walks off that was very okay. unclear okay yeah okay as long as you'll agree with me that none of what you said was clear <laughs> as long as we are clear that margie's just the worst in that moment yeah no margie's margie sucks i think we can all agree on that <laughs> got away with attempted murder she kind of kind of did um so then then xena becomes friends with andrew and greg yes um, who really just stare longingly at Xenon, like they want to like unhinge their jaw and just like eat her whole. <laughs> like there's just I don't. There's just far too many like long shots of them looking mm-hmm. at her. Um, I understand that this is made for kids, right? So like the kids have to get the like that. There's a connection here, but like it's crazy. Anyway, so um. So then Xenon, I love this part, she goes to the library and she goes to the internet to search up Wyndham and in big block red letters says confidential information. Yes. Which, how did we even get to that page? How did we even get to that page? All she did, it was like she typed into Google, it'd be like me Googling you and then the internet says confidential. You can't see anything about this person? Right. But anyway, it's great. I love it. But anyway, it's just, it's so like the internet is obviously in a very, very primitive stage in 99. Yes. It's still early days. I get that. But it's still insane. I was um, also, even as you're talking yeah. about the library, I just had a flashback. I just remember being so concerned if she was going to be able to dance with Protozoa. So I didn't understand all this file stuff. I didn't, I didn't care about Wyndham. And I just wanted... You really weren't into, like, insurance fraud as a child? That wasn't a thing you were into? <laughs> I, I didn't even care about Greg. You know, Greg, you're a sweet, sweet boy. I was totally... 
<laughs> totally into protozoa. We wanted to see again the concert. Um, but yeah, I was just anxious the whole time. I'm like, okay, whatever about the files. Are you going to be able to dance with the famous person? I was very invested in that. And also, Judy. Well, I guess we'll get into all this, but yeah. if my ass was grounded and I was sent to a relative's to be supervised, I'm not going on a horse with a boy. Anyway, let's get into it. So, well, okay. So, <laughs> so Greg takes her <laughs> to see some fucking horses. To his stable. <laughs> to his stable. Um, she is, I mean, I guess understandably spooked by the horse. The only thing she's ever scared about is this horse. Is this horse. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why. Uh, I also find it hard to believe that she's never, like, heard of horses. Like, it, it <laughs> seems as though a horse is a completely foreign object to her. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so he takes his horse. By the way, like, the, the most boring, mild-mannered horse you've ever seen. Like, this horse seemed like it had been drugged, to be perfectly <laughs> frank. It was like, it was just like with kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... So then they like brush the horse or whatever, and then they they ride the horse together. If I'm not mistaken, right? Am oh, I in a montage moment, yes. Yes, okay. Um. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. I mean, listen, Judy, not parent of the year. No. But I do like how chill she is. Oh, yeah. She's got a very kind of crunchy granola, hippy-dippy sort of vibe to her. Yes. Lots of plants in her house. Lots of plants in bedrooms. Lots of house. Lots, Lots of, of house for one person. What Do you have thoughts on plants in bedrooms? I don't know how I feel about plants in bedrooms. <sighs> in terms of what, bugs? Well, bugs, <laughs> sure. Yes, bugs. But because... also just like, I don't know. I just feel like nature and my bedroom... Unless I'm camping, in which case, like, I have no okay. choice but to be mm-hmm. at one with the, with the woods. Um, I just don't want plants in my bedroom, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's, I that's the future. I kill every plant. I have tried to, uh, you know, so, and my friends know this, and they've tried to help me. Um, I do have fake greenery around, which people are going to say, ew, so tacky. Um, But I do have fake greenery because I just kill the things uh, and I leave for a good amount of time. Then I come back, whatever. Um, But I'm very interested in why you're concerned about Judy's plants. Well, I'm not concerned about them. I'm sure Judy's taking great care of them. That's not, it's, it's more about, and I'm sure that this is like, I'm sure that the, the production designer can give me a whole like logic behind this wow. that they wanted to sort of, we should we should I, listen 
I bet we could get them. Um, but I do feel like I think it was sort of this the the juxtaposition of like space station, space. Playmobil, Chuck E. Cheese versus wood cabin plants nature like they were trying to juxtapose those two things which is fine i just noticed that there was a lot of like that's interesting and nature and what have you which is fine i'm not judging it um it seems lovely judy seems great i have no problems with judy whatsoever uh I, i think that judy uh can do a lot better than commander flank or whatever his name is Frank, Flank, whatever they they you know she there was a rumble she fell on him accidentally and then i guess it was just it was actually before that they just locked eyes and that was it yeah we love you know judy's so much better uh she deserves so much better than him i I mean listen the actor that plays commander Plank, plank is that his name plank uh has been in eight million things. I've seen him a bazillion times. He's he. I'm sure he's a lovely man. Uh, he's very funny. He's fine. He's whatever. Um, he's at least fifteen, maybe twenty years older than Judy for sure. Yeah. Um. I just, I just want what's best for Judy. Is really all that. All that. Yeah. You know we just I mean? want Judy to be okay. We want her to thrive. Yeah. Um. But she. I just thought it was so sweet that they really set up this moment of foil between her and Xenon on Xenon's bed the first night. And she goes, I look up to you or whatever she says. She goes, I could never do this. We know that Judy doesn't travel. We know that she's scared of a lot of things. I'm assuming she's, uh, I'm assuming she's just nervous in general. Maybe that's why she doesn't have a partner. Not sure. Um, But it was very much, Xenon goes after everything. And this I feel was like admirable. you really understand Judy. Like, <laughs> I feel like you understand Judy on a level that, that most don't. You know, as I'm watching in the last day, I go, oh, gosh. Well, dudes, I get it. But all Judy has, she's funny. Judy's funny. Ju- Judy's great. Um, Judy is probably the MVP of this movie, if we're yes, being completely honest. Yes. Um, she's great. Uh and and like you said, she is a good foil to what Xenon's going through. Um, but so essentially, Xenon starts to uncover this plot mastermind by the station bigwig, Harker Wyndham. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to use a computer virus to crash <laughs> the space station and collect the insurance money. While the biggest pop rock star is up there. And Lutz says something, this was a great cover-up. Send this person so it really looks like we did. I said, okay, so you're just terrorists, dare I say it. Uh, just willingly gonna... Murders. Yes, just murder all of those people in space. Mm-hmm. Now, this is definitely something now that I've watched it going, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> was going on i remember the the little boy andrew sitting at his computer i remember this scene with uh the little graphic of the egg which is the virus right and some little wormy thing comes out of the egg and starts eating now i crashed so many computers in the 90s uh just playing computer games on whatever computer we had so that still causes me anxiety i just pause you for for a quick second here you kill all the plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Destroy all the computers. You need a chill chamber. I'm a little worried about your maternal instincts. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Oh, with good you. God. You and I both. That's a different podcast. Um, 
But but yes, I remember this virus starting to happen. I remember that scene. And then not just the computer crashing, it starts sparking. It's sparking. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. sparks, yeah. which yeah. also made me question now that I was watching it back, paying attention to that. Now yeah. we're in like the school library the next day and we start seeing this image. I was ready for the school computer to go on fire. And so that one didn't. That was confusing. Yeah. But this whole virus thing that this virus could slowly eat away the entire space station. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's fucked up. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's really so it's up. like what what Wyndham is trying to do is uh murder straight up murder uh of of hundreds, perhaps thousands of Jeez. people, including celebrities. Um <laughs> not that they're of a higher level. Not that they're of higher. I'm just <laughs> saying that like, you know, there's that. Um and pretty chill about it. Him and Lutz are not particularly maniacal. They don't feel like mustache twirly. They're very kind of like clear cut about it. And it's just sort of like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of terrifying in a, in a different way. Um, but, but we, we, we learn all of this and then Andrew and Greg join with Judy to figure out a way to get her back on the spaceship, which involves her meeting protozoa and his pop rock band <laughs> microbe. Yes. Yes. Um, and him, like, there's, again, I know it's a kids movie, but there's a lot of coincidence that has to happen. He needs to see her ticket. He needs to see the thing that she had on her. Yeah, right on the space station. The Forget about your and parents. He's like, come on, let's just go. But also, so, yeah. because I was really paying attention to this Margie chick who I just thought was outstandingly mean this time around, I go, why is she here? Besides, for stay away from Greg. Yeah. Then all of a sudden she drops, well, my dad works for. And so now we know, okay, so she was the girl who was behind this event for Protozoa, gets yep. Xenon at least in the door. And yeah, Protozoa just, go on, girl, get on the spaceship. Is, here's another question I have about Protozoa. Um, there is a, a sort of uh, ambiguity to his voice, to his yep. culture, to everything oh yeah not knocking it but it did make me go like he seems like an alien or something like he seems like some from some like which i guess is kind of the point and perhaps that's part of his like image or his persona or his whatever that he's created Mm -hmm. um it's it should also be said that he spells his name proto space zoa Mm-hmm. So there isn't any mistaking. He's not actually using the word protozoa as one word. Um, but so he's all about Xenon, helps her get on the thing, helps her get on the space station. And um, so then Andrew creates a computer antivirus. The 13-year-old. The 13-year-old. Um, and then, yeah, so she... It's, oh, yeah, okay, so sorry. Uh, yeah, so then she gets there and she needs to like insert the antivirus into the space station uh judy comes with judy faces her fears gets on this spaceship she's very nervous about all of this but mm-hmm. she does it which is great um even if like i don't know what judy's end game is like, oh it's, yeah it's a little bit like i gotta go with xenon because I'm i also just mom, have to prove but... to my sister that i was watching her daughter perhaps yeah uh but she yeah. she yeah. does I think she does mistakenly get stuck on the shuttle going after Xenon. But when they arrive, the space mm-hmm. station has 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. So also like just... 
TikTok motherfuckers. Like yes. they are really close to all dying. So microbe just arrives and yes. they're like, you're dying in 15 minutes. Crazy. <laughs> and yes, Wyndham and Lutz is fine by my found by my favorite character, the operator of the space shuttle. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing here? And they're going, turn the ship around. Because then Lutz goes, great plan. We just weren't supposed to be here when it was blown to smithereens or whatever the heck he says. Um, and there's, and Commander Plank is still, ah, lock, Xenon doesn't know what she's talking about. Locker in my, my office with Jude's. And, right. uh, and, and yet somehow Xenon gets to the little disky thing within 30 seconds of it about to explode correct it's 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 it is right down to the wire yes um but which which is so what's interesting about all of this is that it's all played very light like it's all played with a very light touch Mm -hmm. even though what's happening is incredibly dire and like quite scary oh yeah which is sort of disney's mo right Mm -hmm. like it's all about sort of tone as opposed to not necessarily what we're saying as it is how we're saying it, um, you know, if it's you know, any number of parents that die at the beginning of their movies uh, as, as sort of, you know, impetus for story and what have you, which is, which is just, you know, that's life. I get it. And preparing children for, you know, their mortality, um, I think is important, but, mm-hmm. um, but this is all played very sort of like light and, but yeah, so it's, it's right up to the, to the last minute, basically Plank won't believe Xenon's story. And, and then Wyndham accuses her of trying to sabotage the station. Like now it's starting to feel like Wyndham's like, I'm going to pin this crash <laughs> on her, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> Um, then Xenon manages to load the antivirus, blah, 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 just in time. Wyndham is arrested as his assistant, and then everyone enjoys the microbe concert, and it all works out. But we really have to highlight everyone enjoys the microbe concert. But But Commander, the Commander. No, but but Greg. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, first, this is also what I noticed. There was a very strange not okay look on the commander's face when protozoa comes over to judy and is like zoom zoom and commander's just uncomfortable because now he has a lady and doesn't know what to do with a lady and and so i guess that's why as a lady known her for five minutes five minutes we almost blew up 30 seconds ago um but i loved i loved the performance i feel like all of us kids used to just think about it and i loved the selfless act of xenon going whatever her best friend was gonna go up and dance with him instead and nebula oh i love that so cute um but i mean and just raven i just love her and raven's great raven's great she's always a standout but you can totally tell like you were saying this was xenon's thing number one on the call sheet because we know that raven can shine and she still did but they could have given her so much more in my opinion um but Yes, that concert at the end was so, all all that other stuff about the virus and this and that. Oh, I didn't know what uh, the heck was going like on. Like it didn't even happen. Like oh, it yeah, didn't even totally. happen. So um at this point in the film, Xenon has been reunited with her parents. She's reuni- reunited with the space station. She's stopped, you know, anarchy and death and all sorts of things from happening. Um, with the help of her friend Greg on earth who yes. clearly is really into her right like yes. they kiss they, they he's got real feelings for her um and then she just basically says later and he's left looking at this ipad like 
she just fucking cut his heart out. And like, he what the heck was that? So sad. And that's <sighs> the last we see of him. The last we hear of him is this 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 crestfallen, crushed twelve year old boy yeah. as his as his girl flies off into space. Because he even said, I think hours before, the day before, you know, if you leave, I'm really gonna miss you. And, and well, like, I have cool. to leave because everyone's about, yeah, she goes, well, you know, everyone's about to die. So I got to go. Um, that's not what she says. But essentially, what's she going to do? She blows him a kiss on this iPad, basically. He just kind of goes, he just <laughs> a little wave, a tiny, tiny wave it's with a puppy eyes. the most pathetic eyes. image in the movie. It's yes. the most pathetic image in the film. He doesn't, he doesn't like grab the kiss. He doesn't like kiss her back. He just yeah. pathetically waves. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now I'm thinking it's it's daylight where he is. He's is he outside in a picnic table somewhere? Just life is going on somewhere else. And is he in the? I gotta look up. Is he in the next one? From the posters that I looked at, I don't think so. He went on to do Everwood. I, I think he was the actor. Yeah, he actually and he's directed. He's now a TV director. He's yeah, yeah. I think that I think Greg just kind of bounced wait this was a cool fact that i looked up about this oh yeah uh greg is from vancouver i think that's what he's oh yes yes he is because toronto i think or vancouver or something he said that he auditioned for this and he knew that it was going to film at his school during summer break so not only Uh did he get the role but when we see xenon and the kids in class Uh it's his friends it's his actual schoolmates, oh, like which that. I thought, you know, yes, I think I speak for everyone at that age. Mm-hmm. You just wanted to be the person who drew the Mickey Mouse ears doo, 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 only on Disney Channel, whatever the heck it was. I think we oh. all wanted to be in Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, whatever the heck the show at the time was. Um, so then you get to do it. It's at your school and it's with your friend. That must've been crazy when they were younger. He said he yeah, was like, yeah. absolutely. So cool. He also, I, I, I have to shout this out as a, as a fellow Canadian. Yes. Um, he received the most Canadian sounding award that's ever been. He got the golden maple award for newcomer of the year in a TV series broadcast in the U S in 2016. I didn't know that the golden maple award existed, um, but it obviously does. And it obviously is in Canada. And I can only assume that it's filled with maple syrup or something along those lines. (laughs) I mean, because that's the only logical explanation. Amazing. Um, But he was great in this. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled. He went on to have a, a, a great career. I mean, listen, this movie was, I understand why this movie is, uh, nostalgic Mm -hmm. to uh, a generation, perhaps one um, younger than mine. Mm -hmm. I don't like to acknowledge it, but there are people that are younger than me. Um, (laughs) And uh, I get it. I mean, listen, I, I I can't really put myself into the headspace of what it must've been like to have something like this. I'm sure that, you know, the, the equivalent I had, you know, was honey. I shrunk the kids and like Mm -hmm. things that sort of late eighties comedies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's 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 a very sweet, fun, silly movie. Um, yeah. But uh, it's hard for me to rate this movie if I'm being completely frank, because like, you know, it, it's before we did this podcast, I was at like a sixty. Like mm-hmm. I know that's harsh, but I'm just like I don't, and you know, we've talked about it, and and I certainly 
feel like your feelings about it have rubbed off on me to a certain mm-hmm. degree or another. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump it up to like a seventy, but that's like fair. I that's kind of where I land on it. But I'm very curious to hear where you land on this one. Well, I am just thrilled to pieces that you had to watch this for the Adventure first part. time. Yeah. <laughs> Way after you would have found this interesting. Um, as the eight-year-old me, 100,000%, you briefly, <laughs> you, I mean, forget it, forget it. It was limit. everything. Anybody. We briefly mentioned I did audition for the third movie for her cousin Dasha. The, the skinnier, prettier, blonder girl got it. Duh. Um, I mean, skinnier, really? Oh, probably. I'm Italian. You know, I was probably a normal looking child. Um, But it was, of course, a dream just to even, I was like, oh my God, I would be Xenon's cousin. So cool. Uh, obviously didn't happen. So cool. But I I sent you a screenshot there. We really... Guys, we, it's something. Whew, it's we found a makeshift spacesuit. We really went there. That talk about first self tape ever. Um, it was a joy, you know, and just to live that for two seconds. Um, but anyway, nowadays when I watch this back, I would I would say eighty percent is where I'm at. Eighty oh percent because of all the good memories. Yeah. That, that that I understand. I mean, this is. So Kenny and I have been doing recently a Patreon for 1989 movies, which mm-hmm. uh, obviously we hope that our listeners are are subscribing to. Um, but uh, it's there are movies that are so burned into my DNA because mm-hmm. I watched them at a time when A, I was really impressionable, or B, I had watched them so many times. Yeah. I mean, I know every word of dialogue from When Harry Met Sally. Like that movie is burned into me. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't really be objective about that movie. Like that movie is just like that movie is perfect. I, I, you know, but so I understand this movie, not it's obviously this movie isn't when Harry met Sally, but I understand you saw this movie at a time when it like, you know, Oh, but just to piggyback off that, when I was watching it, it was crazy that there were little clips that obviously they would take out of the movie to say, watch this Sunday because they were going to re-air Xenon. I remembered which clips they took. And I also remembered how she was going to say things. And I remembered the lines that were about to come. And I thought that was crazy because as much as you won't believe it, I have not been watching this movie for the past 19 years. Um, But it's crazy to me that I remembered the inflection. I remembered when she got pulled away, she said this thing. I, it's, it's remarkable how that comes back. I, I will say something too, and and I, I don't mean to use this as a um, as an excuse, but I'm going to. <laughs> Growing up in Canada, um, I, Disney Channel stuff, Nickelodeon, that stuff, like it just didn't travel up there in the same way. It's not to say mm. that we didn't get it; we got it eventually. But a lot of that stuff really didn't populate and really didn't start until, you know the 90s right and by that point i've aged out of that demo right totally. so like, i'm not i don't it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me to be watching that stuff so i didn't really have these disney channel movies that i'm assuming because just based on you and friends that i have around your age um 
that were so prevalent, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just, they were on all the time or you had the video cassette and you watched it constantly, whatever it Mm -hmm. was. That stuff for me was like, I don't want to say more legit movies, but theatrical movies, movies that were aged up. And so it's just, it's a different animal. Totally. Um, But I totally get it. I totally understand why the movie is, you know, still in your head. It'll be in your head forever. Like that's just, it's- Protozoa for life. My new goal- New goal is to book something with this actor, Philip Rise. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's still doing stuff. And I go, I'm oh, gonna yeah. be something with Protozoa. Just just to say that it was. I, I, I do have to probably set you up with Protozoa very easily, Jeff. Yeah, let let's do something. Um but but meanwhile, I do have to say that my first year in LA, I started working mm-hmm. at a restaurant. This is now eight years ago. Um and I was the hostess and someone comes up with a baby carriage and big, big glasses. She takes them off and it's Kirsten Storms. And so I was not okay. I had to go. No, 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 no. I was supposed to say, hi, how are you? And I froze. Now, listen, Cameron Diaz would come in. Octavia Spencer would come in. But Kirsten Storms came in and I went over to someone. I was like, I got it. I got to go into the kitchen. You have to, you have to deal with her. I can't. I said, it's Xenon. It's Xenon. I can't do it. I cannot do it. You must have seemed insane. Insane. (laughs) Insane. This happened a couple times with different people. Just there's certain people where I go, "Uh, I can't, my world's, I can't do it. I can't believe you're here. I don't get particularly starstruck. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's, and, and that's not me bragging. I just think it's just, you know what it's like, right? If you, when you yeah. live in LA long enough, you see people everyone. just seem like people, right? Like, yeah. and then once they seem like people, you're just kind of like, ugh, you're just a person. Like once, yeah. once that happens, it's just not, it's not, there are some people for sure that have, like I, so when I first moved to Los Angeles, I moved here in January, January 18th, 2005. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got in my car. My dad was kind enough to to buy me a, a VW Golf. And I got in my car and I drove to the Pacific Ocean because I had never really seen it sure. before. And I was like, I can go to the Pacific Ocean. And I parked my car and I walked up the, to Santa Monica Pier or walked up to the beach one or whatever. And Natalie Portman just like walked by with like oh, some guy. And, and it blew my one. mind for a bunch of reasons. But also it made me go like, wait, they really are just like everywhere. Just like, they're yeah. just, like they just live here. And once that happens, it really kind of warps your perception of yes. like I'm more I get more starstruck by um, seeing like Chris Nolan at the arc light. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like that type of stuff where I'm just like, that's that's cool. That's yeah. Um, I haven't seen any. For me, it was there. for me. It's always it is always someone who is not actually this big person. Like I said, like I've I've served Sean Penn. I've served whoever um, when I was working in restaurants and it is always the YouTuber that I enjoy that if I see the YouTuber, let's not, let's not get into the YouTube. I mean like the original beauty gurus, this and that, whatever. If there's someone who you feel like, Oh wait, you're a friend, but you're not, you also probably missed the cutoff or the whole YouTube thing. Um, but it's, uh, it's weird because obviously even on sets, I respect the crap out of some people who are on sets. Um, I mean, things that, <laughs> so, so then you just really, you just, you have to do your job. That's what it is. Um, but when Xenon just walks by after being such a hero for you, that's when you are allowed to lose it. 
I'm trying to think of like who it would be that I would really lose it over. <clears throat> it's, I mean, I'll, I will say this, you, you brought up something that I think is also part of it as well, which is the, the, the delineation or the sort of the difference between a television actor mm-hmm. and a movie actor is very different too. I remember there was an interview um, that George Clooney gave many, many years ago where, you know, ER was in its peak and mm-hmm. people just go up to oh, yeah. TV right like because they think you're their friend you're yeah. in their you're in their living room every week right so there is there is this you're on a small screen you're in their home you feel like a friend um a movie star although i'm sure there are any number of people that go up to movie stars all the time but most yeah. people feel a slight separation because they seem larger than life and they seem like a thing yes. that shouldn't be approached um it's kind of a slightly different thing but but yeah i mean i i think i've i mean truly i think i've gone up to like two people three people in my so now let's let's bring it let's bring it back to xenon for a second if you were 13 let's you know let's get yeah yeah sorry xenon was so in love with protozoa that was her when she was 13 that was her thing (laughs) for me it was probably yes xenon but every broadway actor i was already there julie andrews i wrote a freaking biography on julie andrews when i was in fourth grade so i was already in that world but for you in canada Uh at 13 Uh who was who was that for you um who was that for me i mean it's kind of a tough question i mean if we're going to talk about like musicians you know what i mean if of like a yeah I think Shirley Manson was pro and still is. I saw actually Shirley Manson at the Arclight once. Yeah. And, and she walked by and I'm sure she would have been fine if I had gone up to her just based yes. on the way that she seems. Um, but I could not think of a single thing that was worth saying to her. Yeah. That I was just like, I'm just going to let that person go by. Uh, Shirley Manson definitely would probably be up there. Certainly when I was 13. I mean, um, in terms of like TV stuff, you know, ER was my show, so I'm sure it would have been a, a George Clooney or something like that, I guess, to some degree, yeah. or someone from the West Wing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard because as a kid, I didn't really gravitate towards kids' things as much. I totally get like, that, yeah. <laughs> as, I, I, as I'm gushing about Xenon, I'm like, yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a weird thing where like and I've said this on the on the Patreon, uh, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But I didn't sleep well as a kid. I would like get to sleep and then I wake up in the middle of the night, and I just had an overly I still do have an overly active imagination. So mm-hmm. I would get up and I would sneak into our TV room and I would just watch movies um, until I fell asleep. Um, and it was like basically the same group of films. It was like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, A Fish <laughs> Called Wanda, and When Harry Met Sally. So like Jeez. those four movies. I've watched innumerable times. And so like, I didn't have a Xenon, right? Like yeah. I didn't have a kid's thing. I didn't even really watch that many Disney films. Cause like Disney, if you remember before your time, but Disney prior to the little mermaid was kind of in the weird sort of tall grass of not really understanding what it was doing. wasn't doing very well. Like little mermaid goes into Aladdin, goes into Beauty and the Beast and, and like that, you know, the heyday. Mm-hmm. And at that point I'm, 11 12 13 so it's like i'm right on the cusp of aging out of those movies yeah so 
it just didn't really have like the same Disney-ified. It's, it's very interesting because it could even be just a two-year gap of cutoff. I wasn't yes. the high school musical crowd, so mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I wasn't Jonas Brothers. Uh, Camp Rock was another big one. I just missed all of those. Um, so that's also really interesting to look at in terms of these types of made-for-TV films, but yeah. also when it comes to Disney, this was about it for me. I liked my Disney Channel original movies, and I'm not kidding, my sister's a huge Disney fan, so she makes up uh, for, for me lacking in it. Um, but yes, I was also Mary Martin's Peter Pan, Sound of Music, I watched over and over again. Just wanted to be Brigitte, that was the thing. Which one, uh, Which one's that? Who's she? She was... Uh, I'm 10, and I think your dress is the ugliest one I ever saw. That's exactly who she was. That that tracks. (laughs) uh, Forget it to Judy. I saw saw Sound of Music for the first time a few months ago in my (gasps) AFI movie club. I had never seen it before. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's good. It's a good movie. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like it's – I I understand why people love it. I do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a very well-made movie, um, even if it's kind of insane at times and it's doing some pretty crazy stuff, but, uh, but I still really loved it. We watched, obviously we watched uh, West Side Story as well. Like those old Mm -hmm. classic musicals require a suspense of disbelief. It's just what they are. And and that's, and that's why they're special and great and all that. Um, so in 99, you said you were eight years old, but I believe that you have watched a fair amount of 99 content since. Um, are there movies from 1999, um, just so that people don't think that um, you're only... Xenon uh, <laughs> or bust. Xenon or bust. I mean, I'm making you a shirt that says that, but um, do you do you have other films, uh, perhaps more acclaimed movies well, from 1999 that you like? you had done one on Anywhere But Here, right? <laughs> Love. Why that one? Well, I think that was the first time that I was... Um, Anywhere but here, that was definitely Natalie Portman and Susan Sarandon, correct? That was definitely them. Yes. So I think, this is going to sound pretentious of me, but I think as an actress, when I was getting older, I no Mm -hmm. longer was looking at the Xenons. I was looking looking towards people like Natalie and then also Mm -hmm. Susan Sarandon and then Thelma Louise and and all of that. So yes, we definitely did not just stop at, at Xenon. I, I wasn't. I didn't. I, I was not suggesting that. I wanted to just sure. make sure that our our listeners didn't think that the only movie from ninety nine. I'm happy to rep to the millennials about, who are probably going to scream you know. that no, you no. were pointing out Judy's plants. Uh, I am here to represent the fans of Protozoa, and mm-hmm. and you know something light and fun. You know that's no. That's I, what we I, need just to be abundantly clear. I am <laughs> thrilled that you came on to talk about Zenon. Truthfully, uh, you know, it's a, it's a movie that I didn't really know existed. And a lot of these Disney Channel films are obviously very important to a certain generation in 99. And we want to make sure that we're covering all our bases on this podcast. So I, I very much appreciate you coming on. But I also wanted to hear your thoughts about perhaps slightly yes. more higher minded uh, yes, and I I appreciate that. And and what you had also said when you invited me on, of course, you all have done so many podcasts already on so much of it. And you we know have. that Freaks and Geeks was something that I was really excited mm-hmm. to talk about because there's so much, but you had done the miniseries as well. Um, so, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, 
all that. I, I could I could see you having been on Freaks and Geeks as well. And again, obviously I missed it because I, I was definitely younger. Uh, but I look at those folks too and, and feel seen on that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why that really worked. Yeah, I mean, Freaks and Geeks, uh, you know, as, as we said on our on our miniseries, was still holds up unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's as you know in television, you know, sometimes it's better to to burn out than fade away, and sometimes it's better for a show to have had sixteen or eighteen episodes and then disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm not suggesting that I wouldn't have wanted two, three, ten more seasons of Freaks and Geeks, but what we got um, was so kind of perfect in its own way. Um, I think it's really interesting to see now in sort of the streaming world that we live in, how, you know, episode orders are, are shrinking, um, the way that we watch things, if it's a binge or if it's three episodes or one episode or whatever it is. I think that it's it's interesting to see North America starting to come around to sort of European sensibilities when it comes to, you know, we'll give you six episodes or we'll give you 10 episodes and then we might go away for two years or, you know, might go yeah. away forever. Like there's, there's more than enough content now to obviously to, to pacify people and to placate people. But um, it's just interesting. A show like that on a broadcast network, it's sort of insane that it existed at all. You yeah. know, when you watch it now, you're just like, I can't believe they got away with what they got away with. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty staggering stuff. Um, and, and listen, we're, we have, we have lots more stuff to cover and, and it goes without saying that we'd love to have you back to talk about uh, other television shows from, from 99 that you might, uh, that you might've been watching. Yeah. Um, I would love that. And this was yeah. so fun and I would totally come back and uh, not just represent the, the the decom the Disney Channel original movie as as they're called <laughs> I I so I have a friend who on Twitter uh, I'll, I'll I'll read you what, what she uh, she sent me a, a message today that said um, uh, my personal Zoom room password is Supernova because of that Z- Xenon song and yep. no one has ever gotten it. And I said, wow, you're a diehard fan. It's amazing how many people have messaged me about how much they love this. She says, yeah, uh, it was either that or plo- Polo Pan because of their song, but that's not as generic and as fun and Easter egg, blah, blah, blah. Zcon is definitely top three DCOM, to which I said DCOM, D-com. to which she said <laughs> Disney Channel original movie. So there you go. Amazing. Um, the other two that she loved were Motocrossed and Cadet Kelly. I don't know if Ooh, those are... Motocross is amazing. Cadet Kelly, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Christy Cross Romano, my girl. Uh, and Hilary Duff as well. Motocross sure. was badass. We had uh, a Mul- Mulan thing, I think, going there. Um, oh, okay. Oh, but I do have to mention it. I do have to mention it because this was hilarious. I do not believe it was 1999, but you had sent me a a podcast that you were a guest with Dana Schwartz Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were talking about Winona Ryder and how that was many people's first crush. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But like Dana, she, I cracked up when she said this. She goes, there was a movie called Luck of the Irish. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Now that boy in that at the time. Uh Again, it was it was the trend of now we had like the little gelled flip. I don't know if you remember the little gel flips with the now. bleach. I want to say his name is Ryan because I was so in love with him. Um, I'm, I'm looking this man up. Either his character's name was... 2000, 2001. Okay, so shortly Ryan after. Ryan Merriman. Is the, it, is the character? The, the, the lead character. The yeah. actor's name is Ryan Merriman. The lead, oh, that's name crazy is that Kyle I know that. Johnson. Um, is the I, I think he's a name. leprechaun in it. Uh, Jesus Christ, hold on. He might be. 
15 uh, year old basketball player Kyle Johnson is depending on a gold luck, sorry, a gold, a gold charm for luck. He needs to get back to break a spell controlled by an evil leprechaun who <laughs> stole the coin. Uh, and he's a basketball player. Uh, the I, <laughs> okay, the <laughs> the log line of this of this movie is fucking great. Kid today, leprechaun tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but that certifiably was wow he's attractive like for the first Is time it? ever oh i don't know now now i can't ever say that uh but at the time he was he was uh as lutz would say wonder boy do you remember how lutz said yeah, yeah, all right settle that. down it's, wonder boy it's very strange uh hold on i'm looking up ryan merriman in uh in in 2000 Let's see what i is. believe he was also one of my restaurant patrons at one time i don't really? know for sure but he was sitting at the bar at one point and i go i think that's the luck of the irish kid I he was he an was, adult he was <laughs> he did well, age he's in final <laughs> destination three he was on pretty little liars okay uh he's 37 years old he's from oklahoma i mean listen you might have a shot he's out there but he probably has kids and stuff that's what people do which is really great, but I, I need a chill I chamber. <laughs> God are the hopes we for anyone listening being like, oh, cool, she's cute. Yeah, just, <laughs> just like, this girl's way too we much. All, we all need a chill chamber. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Ryan Merriman, if you're out there. Good God, find me, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see. It's I, like, I, ew. I, ew, an- another DCOM fan. Uh I mean, they're, 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 I'm sure that's got to be a problem, right? When you're, when you're working in that space. <laughs> in, that, I, in the I, DCOM space. In the DCOM Could space. Be. They'll all it's, get reboots, so they can't complain. This is true, too. He'll be like the luck of the Irish's dad in the reboot or whatever. <laughs> He's now full leprechaun. He's, f- He's like leprechaun today, kid yesterday. Oh, my God. Kid yesterday, leprechaun today. <laughs> Yeah. Is fucking great. That's a great that's a great tagline. This was a great um, trip down memory lane. Yes, it was. And I appreciate you coming on and we look forward to having you back. Yes. Um to talk about I don't know, we'll find Lord knows we'll find something cool that you're interested in talking about. One last thing, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna, Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episode, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Oh, 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.